everyone recording? Everyone yeah. good? Yes, I think so. <laughs> okay, so we'll start with like an intro. Mm-hmm. Navy is a singer-songwriter from New Zealand. She has two wonderful EPs out, the Breakup mm-hmm. EP and the No Hard Feelings EP. And she just dropped a new single called Pieces on June 5th, which I've honestly been listening to all morning. Yeah, it's like, so good. I love it. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I really have. I really have. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're so excited. Thank you for having me. I'm also very, very excited. <laughs> <laughs> we have like a little icebreaker game that we like to play called Right to Our Tank. Okay, perfect. And it's kind of like the musical version of F. Mary Kill. Okay, perfect. And right. so... The three options are Lord, Lennon Stella, and Conan Gray. You can write with one, tour with one, and one you have to tank. And when you're touring with them, it's only touring. There's no writing involved on tour. Right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That is such an impossible It doesn't have to be, like, a mean tanking. We think of, like, carnival game tanking where you, like, throw the thing and they fall into a water tank. I feel like... It's a little nicer. I'm obsessed with Conan Gray and his entire album, but I think he would take the right. tanking the best. Like, I think he'd kind of find <laughs> it funny, whereas, like, uh-huh. Glenn and Stella and Lord would both be kind of gutted about that. So right. I'm going to tank Conan Gray purely for the comedy value. Um, yeah, I feel like he'd be okay with it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I would like to – I think uh, – my music aligns quite well with a tour with Lynn and Stella. I think that that makes sense yeah, in my I brain. Agree. So, yeah, I would tour with Lynn and Stella, even though I'd be desperate to write with her, but maybe we'd become, like, best friends and then we'd write later. Who knows? That's and, always a possibility. Yeah, and then I'll write with Lord because <laughs> she lives, like, 20 minutes from my house. <laughs> yeah, we were thinking, we were thinking, I mean, New Zealanders, uh-huh. New Zealand pop stars, you know. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> So can you start with just a bit of a background on your musical journey and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, so I actually didn't know anything about pop music for the first kind of like 19 years of my life. I was, um, <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I know, yeah. I was like a classical singer. I studied classical mm. voice. I was in the New Zealand Opera, the New Zealand Youth Choir. Like I was all about classical Sick. music. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is cool. At the time it was like, I loved it when I was a kid and then I found it really embarrassing from when I was like 15 to 19 and then now I think it's mm-hmm. cool again. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so I was like going to study classical voice at uni and then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I've kind of done this for so long now. Like maybe I'll try something new. And so I went to the um, Auckland University and I studied pop music there and mm-hmm. I had never really written a song before. Like, everyone in my class was like, yeah, I've been writing music since I was, like, (laughs) seven. I wrote my first song when I was 11. And I was like, I wrote my... popped out the womb. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) I wrote my first song, like, literally three weeks ago for my audition. So, um, yeah, but I think I got in because I was, like, really good at the theory. And uh, Mm -hmm. because I had, like, studied music for so long. Whereas, like, everyone else in my class was really good at writing songs and, like, not great at theory. So I think they hoped that I would, right. like, bring the theory average up, but, like, probably not be that good at writing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, like, threw everything I had into that. And I just absolutely mm-hmm. loved the experience. Like, writing, learning how to write music as an adult uh, was right. so much fun because I kind of already had, like, some kind of experiences that I could draw on. Whereas I feel like when you're, mm-hmm. like, seven, you're, like, writing about the weather and, like... <laughs> I don't know. Right. But yep. so at the time I was like gutted that I hadn't been writing as a kid because I was like everyone else has mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm kind of really behind. Um, and then I realized that maybe it's actually kind of cool 
to have like be able to draw from lots and lots of stuff to like put the tools yeah. in my toolbox yeah and that's so cool that you learned from school like, I know there's not a whole lot of like popular music programs at university yeah I was gonna ask was that your that was your actual major was pop music yeah I, I'm pretty that's, yeah, yeah so, that's sick yeah so I've got a bachelor of music majoring in popular music yeah it's so cool <laughs> oh yeah that's really that cool really cool yeah. what a degree I know we had a lecturer who was like a doctor of hip-hop because you can get like a doctor no way yeah it was really cool <laughs> I want a doctorate in hip-hop same <laughs> I know it's the coolest thing so dope <laughs> Okay, so who are your musical influences and how do you think that they impacted the way that you write? Well, I, mm-hmm. I've kind of, well, the only pop artist that I actually knew growing up was Taylor Swift. And, um, Classic, I, though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's because she was country and I um, think I thought country music was a lot more clever than pop music as a child because mm. I've <laughs> had this some chip on my shoulder. I don't know. Um, but I <laughs> just, I remember I was in Hawaii on like a family holiday and I saw a t-shirt that sang if you pressed a button and it was like this girl called Taylor Swift and I was like, what? And when you pressed mm. the button, it played Love Story and I was like, that's the coolest. Oh. Yeah. What a cool thing. I know. I know, me too. I wish that I had it now. Um, And so I bought her album and that, you know, that was like the only kind of intro that I had to Mm -hmm. any kind of popular music that wasn't like full on operas. Um, That's a great intro. I know. I'm not mad about it. Um, So I think Taylor Swift has influenced a lot of my, even just like my artistry, Uh like the the planning Mm -hmm. and like the visuals and, you know, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. It's fun for her to do it because she's got, like, millions of people that care. But I enjoy doing it because I think it's fun. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think she's influenced me a lot and even in, like, the honesty in her writing. And then writing-wise, I think that the honesty of Julia Michaels is, like, second to none. I love Julia Michaels. Yeah, Yeah. she – I think the way that she uses words is, like – outrageous to me I just so don't. conversational I know and, like, mm-hmm. yeah and, and, like yeah. yeah so I've tried to do that like I think in my writing I'm more interested in like people just being able to understand straight away what I'm talking mm-hmm. about rather than being like very mm-hmm. metaphorical and having them be like what is going right. on um right Cause <laughs> the, yeah because like that's kind of the kind of music that I prefer is just being like straight up this is how I feel this is what I'm mm-hmm. going through mm-hmm. um and then I think melody wise I mean, Lynn and Stella, I've been listening to her album mm. like crazy over the last few weeks. Like, it's really been ingrained into my brain She's now. She's cool. She's yeah. super mm-hmm. cool, yeah. And I think the melodies on the album are outrageous. And, like, when I was listening to some of the tracks, I was like, these chords must be crazy. And they're just like F, G, A minus C. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? How did you come up with that? How did you do Whoa. that? <laughs> I know. So th- I find that really, like, inspirational and I yeah, yeah. stuff like that's really cool. Well, yeah, you were talking about you write in kind of a really straightforward emotional way, which I wanted mm-hmm. to ask because you do that, which I think is really nice and kind of beautiful. Just be like, this is just how I'm feeling. Like, yeah. there's no not trying to cover it in any way. So, like, do you? It seems like your music is from very like personal experiences. Do you always mm-hmm. write sort of a personal narrative, or do you get inspiration from other places too? Or what's that like for you? Um, when I was first learning, like at university, I was definitely getting inspiration from other places a lot more, and my songs were like super inauthentic, and I think everyone could tell. And that was just because <laughs> I had not really gone through like anything super traumatic. Like I'd mm-hmm. I'd had like mm-hmm. worldly experiences and like friendship stuff but I hadn't gone right. through anything that was like devastating to my life and then mm. um at the end of 2018 
my boyfriend mm-hmm. left and that just honestly opened this tap that I didn't even know I had yeah. and it just like poured <laughs> from me um which you know was kind of a giant silver lining to that whole experience mm-hmm. that I thought was gonna like yeah. end me and it ended up like catapulting right. me into this new area of my career which is like just it still to this day like absolutely blows my mind that that's the something that was so horrible ended mm-hmm. up being like mm-hmm. so great for Positive. what I do yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah now it's all personal experience but I'm kind of starting to run out of that so I think we might go down a new road soon I don't know <laughs> I get that like sometimes I feel like oh um I'm gonna like I'm running out of telling the story of like whatever like situations happened but I find that like I can write about things that maybe didn't happen to me but the emotion of it like whatever emotion is pushing the song forward I have to have felt that before yes even if I didn't have the experience yeah I don't know that makes a lot of sense. I think that, um, like, recently, like, especially on Lover, Taylor Swift did that because she was mm-hmm. like, I want to write heartbreak songs, but I'm very Yeah, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yeah, thousand cuts. the movie. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy because then the people that made that movie were like, we were inspired by your song Clean from 1999 to make the movie. No that was insane. I, know. Yeah, I didn't it's even know that. I know. What Fun a, fact. What a like, loop. She inspired herself. I know. Like, how? <laughs> That's how? the most Taylor Swift energy I have ever heard. That, that really is. <laughs> It's like the Spider-Man meme where it's like two Spider-Mans pointing yes, at each other. That, that's literally exactly that song. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh <laughs> because you write a lot of things that are emotional and personal to you, do you co-write a lot? And if you do co-write a lot, what's the experience like since it's kind of very vulnerable to have other people in the room writing mm-hmm. with you? Yes, I co-write a lot. When I was at uni, I thought that co-writing was like, the cheats way out I was like I have to write everything myself because I, I was like not being offered yeah. any rooms so I was and yeah. I had friends who were like in the industry I say in like air quotes in the industry and they <laughs> um they were co-writing and I was like what are you doing like write it yourself and then I started doing co-writing sessions and I was like oh my god it just yeah. makes so much sense it's so much better but I still write on my own a lot too but um mm. yeah going into a room with strangers uh I thought would be a lot harder than it is like I'm a Mm. super I will literally answer any question in the world like sometimes (laughs) to a fault uh so but so I'll just go into a room and be like hey I'm Phoebe um my boyfriend cheated on me and let's talk about it for the next kind of six hours um and like it just doesn't at the time it just doesn't affect me at all like I just think it's Mm. kind of funny um the first (laughs) few times like when I was doing that and then going home by myself and like sitting in my bed I'd Mm -hmm. be like oh that's actually pretty sad um that we're like (laughs) writing these songs and like I don't know but now I just I really just think it's kind of like it it really jolts people like when I go into a room with strangers and I don't know what I'm gonna be like and I'm just like with my story and just like telling them every detail they're like whoa 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 like they kind of need a break Mm -hmm. because I obviously am used to it. I do it every day. And, like, also I know the story mm-hmm. inside and out. So, like, I forget right. that it's brand new information to other people and it's, like, right. an overload. Um, but, yeah, I, I've been asked a lot about, like, whether it's scary to write such personal songs. And I just think, like, that's my job, you know. Like, if I didn't want to write about my personal life, then I wouldn't be an artist. I would probably be, mm-hmm. a like, a top liner because then I could write other people's right. stories. Um, and which I also really enjoy, but... I think, like, I want to tell my story and I want my story to help other people. 
And so, yeah, I think it would be crazy not to include details because, like, that's my favorite part yeah. of listening and being, like, yeah. a consumer of pop music is, like, the amount of detail is insane. Mm-hmm. I love it. I feel like that's so useful for anyone that you co-write with, though, that you are just that open. Because yeah. I find when I'm co-writing with people, like, sometimes someone wants to tell their story, but they're not, like, letting me into their story. And then I'm mm-hmm. like... What are we? I am just guessing in the dark. But like that must be awesome, and just kind of create like a nice energy, like an open energy, which I think yeah, I hope so. Because I've done like co-writing sessions where I've not been the artist in the room, and like Mm -hmm. the artist has Mm -hmm. been like, I want to write a song about like partying and being young, and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So like, what's the (laughs) angle? They're like, you know, like partying and like enjoying partying, and I'm like, I don't know how to help you. Like, yeah, it's I and I need to know like what the room looks like and like what the smell was, and I want to like be there because when I'm listening to music, like with Julia Michaels' music, I feel like I was there Mm -hmm. with her through it all, and we're like best friends. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and it's the same with Taylor Swift. Like that's exactly what I want. So. Yeah, I think I hope that it's like people find it easier that I'm kind of an open book. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I've had a lot of feedback over the time that I've been writing and people are like, thank you for not being like scared to tell your story because mm-hmm. it, just, it yeah. just makes it so much easier. It really does. Mm. So like, I definitely agree. Speaking about writing about like really personal things, do you ever feel like, because I know I feel like this sometimes, when I'm writing about something that's happening in the moment, it can be hard because yes. it's like my brain is all clouded. So like, yes. do you ever feel like you have to step back or like take time to be able to write about something with with a perspective and not just with like crazy emotions? And like, how do you yes. do that? Yes, 100%. I definitely find it easier after the fact, which is also why like now I can write love songs about like the boy that I was with before Mm -hmm. but I couldn't when we Mm -hmm. were together like I would try so hard to write songs for him and I just was (laughs) like I just can't because I feel it too much and then I just get emotional um (laughs) but definitely for like kind of trauma I think the songs just get better the further away I get from it um yeah I agree yeah which is annoying because I also use songwriting as like a therapy out of something and mm. when it's like when the songs I'm writing aren't great because it's like just happened, I'm like, oh, this is even like, more oh, disheartening. No. <laughs> yeah, um, but definitely, I definitely think it's easier to like step back from it. I think it's just easier to see the whole picture and like the beginning, yeah. middle, and end of something before I try and tell mm-hmm. a story of one part of that thing. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know how the story ends before I start writing it, and I, I think um, that's yeah, why maybe it's a good metaphor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's also easier just when you have a clear mind yes absolutely it's like when it's something emotional and you're just like i don't even know where to start yeah. i have so much going on yeah it's so hard to like navigate through like that area of your brain and i'm so emotional like it's unbelievable i think i'm hormonally imbalanced or something i'm crazy <laughs> emotional um and so it's like it's i'm sure it's amplified by like a million when i feel an emotion i just like it's every part of my body feels that emotion yeah so wait what's your zodiac sign i'm a libra oh i I love libra i love that (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant it's kind of like counterintuitive i feel like as far as emotions in songwriting because you would think Mm -hmm. oh like the more emotion you can infuse into this song like the better but it's so hard to make something emotional when you're emotional. It's like you have yeah. to have 
a really clean perspective to be able to mm-hmm. like effectively put emotions into it. Yeah. And I think that infusing, like when you're feeling it, the infusing goes into literally every single facet, every, every layer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like when you're kind of out of it, you can just infuse it very neatly and like streamlined mm-hmm. into the one part that it needs to be. Um, yeah. And I think that that's, yeah. like sometimes I'm like, I want the melody to really like portray how I felt in that moment. And so we'll like work really hard on that rather than just like mm-hmm. blurting things out because <laughs> I need to get it off my chest. Yeah. So you're based in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. What does the music scene look like in your area in New Zealand? And in the future, do you kind of want to like break other markets, whether it's like in Europe, in America, like do you really want to push through or I'm not really sure like what it's like in New Zealand for the music industry? Well, I think that New Zealand is the best place ever. Like I am <laughs> obsessed with this country and my city is so cool. I live in mm-hmm. Auckland. Um, the music scene is really small, which I thought was really unique to us. And then I started mm-hmm. working in London and I was like, oh, every music scene is tiny. That's just like how right. music works. And everyone yeah. knows each other and everyone's worked together. It's very like mm-hmm. incestual. Um, but the music scene here is very supportive. Like as soon as someone's oh, nice. like, I want to be. Yeah. As soon as someone's like, I want to be an artist. We're all like, let's all be okay. artists together. Yeah. It's really fun. Um. <laughs> But we also don't have, I don't know if we have a single top liner that is just a top liner and nothing else that like doesn't exist here. So everyone that's a songwriter has to be a producer as well. And then if you're, or you could be like an artist and a top liner. Yeah. Because there's just not enough work for people that just want to write songs and there's not enough money in it. Like it's just not sustainable. Whereas if you're a producer, you're getting like a producer fee. And unfortunately, when you're a songwriter, you don't get a fee. You You just get get like a split. Yeah. Um, Which is wild in itself. But yeah, so the Mm -hmm. the scene here is such a beautiful thing. It's really small, like outrageously small. But (laughs) it also means that we all, uh, like there's just room for everyone. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like Mm -hmm. anyone's trying to stand on someone else's shoulders Mm -hmm. to reach higher. Like I just feel like we're all just like, yeah, it is. That's so nice. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. Um, but I've worked a lot in London. Like last year I kind of split my time. And mm-hmm. um that was kind of the plan moving forward and then the world went into lockdowns. But that's okay. Right. We'll that. <laughs> um, I didn't do that. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Actually here in New Zealand we're totally out of we've got not one single case of COVID nineteen left. So we are completely I heard free that. to that's do. amazing. Yeah. New Zealand is just I know, great. It's so great. Yeah, we have front. a really amazing leader. She's the best thing in the world. But anyway, um I am so London is great um and I would really mm-hmm. like to like spend more and more time there I think I'll mm-hmm. probably end up living there for a while I haven't worked really anywhere else like um I'd really like to work in LA I love LA mm-hmm. I've spent a couple of weeks there like five weeks there mm-hmm. a few years ago with like my best friends and obviously that was a very Sorry. controlled environment right it was like me and my best friends like skating every day and just like having a blast <laughs> um yeah. but I would really like to try working in LA I think that that environment would really suit me as well um Although it really terrifies me. But uh, I think that yeah, would be really fun. Yeah, LA terrifies yeah. me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, London, I really like the industry there. And it really just feels like home. New Zealand is like, it really borrows a lot of culture from England. Mm-hmm. So being mm-hmm. there is like just a really big this place, which is kind of yeah. nice. So yeah. yeah. That's so interesting that you said everyone has to be like a producer or a songwriter or an artist or a top liner. Because I feel mm-hmm. like here like it kind of feels like I don't know people really specify and there's there's more artists that like don't write or anything 
But then also to have like a career in music, it's so useful to have a range of skills. Like that yeah. just makes sense to me. I'm like, of course you would do that. Wouldn't you yeah. want to like be able to create in all these different ways? That kind of leads into the next question well, because I wanted to ask about um, about like you looking forward and like your future in music. Do mm-hmm. you want to write write for other people, like do that kind of stuff? Or do you want to be like, Paul McCartney playing at the O2 till you're 80, you know? (laughs) Um, I actually think that more and more there's going to be people doing both of those things. Like, Yeah, I I mean, I agree. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, both would be great. Uh, I think I'm not – I love songwriting. I love the craft of songwriting. I think I have a different Mm -hmm. relationship with it because it's not something that's, like, in my skin. It's not something that I'm Mm -hmm. just inherently really good at, like – I have some friends who are, like, it's infuriating how great they are at writing songs <laughs> and um, how it just seems to be in their bones. Um, and mm. I'm not like that, but I think that I am like that as, like, a performer. Um, mm-hmm. So I think career-wise it makes more sense for me to be Paul McCartney, but I think I'd like mm. to think I could be someone who writes with other people a lot. Um, I'm, like, a giant empath. I really, mm-hmm. like... I feel everyone's emotions really deeply and I think that that comes to my aid when I'm top learning for other people because it's not like they're just alone in the room. Like as soon as they tell me something, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, I totally understand. Like I feel you, yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I mean, dream would be to be both. I think that would be yeah. like best case scenario. But also I'd be happy mm-hmm. with either, to be honest. <laughs> I just want to be like yeah. making music at some – even if it's not the O2, like even if it's the pub down the road, like I just want to be making music for – the rest of my life in some way yeah just like to sustain just a really normal Mm -hmm. lifestyle I don't need to be like Mm -hmm. making billions of dollars I just want to be like having fun and making music enough that I can support myself that would be really fun (laughs) I feel like that's the best are there a lot of like live shows in your area like going to pubs and things like that like a lot of live music around yeah there's a lot of live music when I was um at uni I would be going to a gig like three nights a week probably that's awesome Um, yeah yeah super cool and then I left uni and I got a full-time job and I kind of stopped going to as many gigs. And right. then I stopped doing that and started doing artist stuff. And then, mm. like, it seemed like they were on again. But I think it's just, like, the lifestyle that you're in. Um, yeah, there's heaps of shows. There's lots of – we've got lots of, like, little venues. And they're all mm-hmm. on this, like, one mm. street in Auckland called Karanga Happy Road. And oh, cool. So, yeah. Mm. And so you can, like – you can go to one and then, like, hop over to the other for the other opening act. And then it's, like – it's really cool. I've never so, been to New Zealand, and now I just want to go so bad. It's the best place. It it's sounds so like cool. the like, best place. I mean, it's the only yeah. place on earth right now that's not, like, freaking out. <laughs> I know, and that people are playing shows. Like, we, yeah. like it was so wild the day that we went to level one, which is, like, pretty much everything's open except for right. our borders mm-hmm. of the country. Um, that day, like, the amount of events that just started popping up on Facebook that were like, this person's playing here, this person's playing here. I was like, it's all coming back. It was so exciting. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. I so concerts. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we won't have any really big concerts for a long time because yeah. there's not really any artists that warrant that size. But that's all right. Like, I kind of enjoy the, like, kind of dingy dive bar situation. I think it's kind of fun. I mean, I yeah, that sounds great. I was just... Like, um, I was supposed to go to Harry Styles' concert this summer, and I just got, like, the email saying that my concert date was moved to October 16th, 2021. And I was like, that 
far away. That is not it. Although I'm, I kind of like that because I feel like everyone else has been moving them to like November this year, and I'm like, it's that's just, not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like just push it anyway. Yeah. So the music yeah. scene here is great. New Zealand is great. Auckland's great. <laughs> so love, I love New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Best country. I've never been there, but <laughs> I totally agree. Best place on earth. So. <laughs> I'm so glad. So for our last question. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how your music tackles like really complex issues in relationships, but it's often like a bubbly, high energy like spin to it. Where do you find the most joy in music? I think that music is just very joyful. Like mm-hmm. I think for me, like I've only been doing this for like a year mm-hmm. and I am so in love with the process and like the whole process, like writing the song mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. getting it ready for release and then releasing it and then seeing it out in the world. Like yeah. I just am so not jaded by anything that I think my music is so joyful because when I'm in a room, I'm just like, this is Excited. magic. Like, yeah. yeah. And like we came in this morning and whatever we're making right now just did not exist at all. And then we spent a few hours together yeah. and then suddenly we like, invented this out of thin air like it actually is magic i love that about songwriting it's always so crazy when i'm like this literally did not exist a few hours ago it feels like you like I know. invented something i'm like did i just invent the wheel yeah. like what just happened i, mean, you I did. know <laughs> i know and i think i think i think about that so constantly that mm-hmm. it would be impossible for me not to be joyful like mm-hmm. i think obviously you know, there are some songs that just shouldn't be joyful. Uh, and I have a mm-hmm. song coming out, actually, um, that is about my friend who passed away. And I think that oh, that should not okay. be. And that's not very joyful. Mm-hmm. But I think you there's still you can still kind of feel it's not just like a depressing, like right. you don't listen to it and just want to blow your eyes out, which I think is like also really mm-hmm. important because that music exists. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Like some people need that music, but for me, I don't find it helpful. It just makes me feel at a level I don't need to be feeling. Makes you sadder. Um, yeah. So I just try to keep it as light as possible. But yeah, I think I find joy in the writing so much so that it just comes, comes out in what through. I make. Yeah. yeah. That's lovely. I totally. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very lucky for that. Well, okay, that was like the best conversation. Thank you so much for being on yeah, the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was such a blast. It was way too easy. <laughs> I was expecting it to like come out every side, like what's happening, but nah. no, that was great. <laughs> okay, Welcome and back. we're back for Song of the Week and Woman of the Week. Go, Anique, you're first. Okay, so my Song of the Week this week is Leader of the Landslide by the Lumineers. Just because I, um, I've um i always loved the Lumineers. I feel like the song is so good. I think it was really interesting. They tackled, like, these really big issues. Um, it's kind of about this woman. Well, it was inspired by this woman and the lead singer's family that had an al- – she's an alcoholic. Um, and they were, like, trying to get her help for a long time and it would, like, get her a place and try to get her, like, mm-hmm. back up on her feet. And it just wouldn't happen. And they wrote this song called Leader of the Landslide. And it's – about that and it's so 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 good and the bridge in the song just like picks up and it's just like this massive I thing that just like the bridge. energy builds up and builds up and I'm just like it's like a release and yeah, every time I listen to it I like blast it are so good so so like, good layers and it just builds and then you get to the end I love like a whole freaking like 
you know, Story Mountain. Like uh-huh. in in school, you'd have to be like do the Story Mountain of like the beginning, the climax, the end, and like I love yeah. when a story. Not when a story, when a song has all of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I love a straight vibe does. song too, mm-hmm. but I also love like a whole adventure song. Me too. So yeah, that's, that's my song. Check it out. It's a great song. Okay, my song of the week is "F My Horoscope" by oh, Tiger Darrow. Amazing song. So, um, this song, okay, it has this line in it. it. Well, it has a whole lot of funny lines in it, but it says, my ass is getting thicker, <laughs> I forgive a lot quicker. And she says, like, my hair is like a mood ring, and she go- she just goes through all these funny things, and then obviously, like, the chorus is like, F my horoscope, I'm gonna have a good day. We're gonna have a great day. And I just, I love some good playfulness in lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, when a song is just... It's funny and it's joyful. Speaking of joyful songs, like Navy was just talking about, but like it's just unapologetically like hilarious and mm-hmm. outgoing. And I feel like that's what this song is. And it's like that in the melodies too, like the bridge, which I know we both love. Yeah. It's like builds the energy. And like Tiger is a cellist. So there's a string part at the end of the song. And it's just like Tiger it's crazy. Is and it has so all dope. these fun parts. She's so dope. From the m- first moment that we saw her, I was like, she's so cool. Yeah, Tiger's really cool. Okay, woman of the week, your turn. My woman of the week this week is you. Stop. <laughs> I was going to pick you, and then I was like, maybe I should do the wait for like her birthday or something. <laughs> Sasha Valentine is my woman of the week. Stop. I was feeling very, like this morning, I was looking at the EP art for Dream Kid. And just, like, thinking about the podcast. And I was like, wow, Sasha is just a badass. Like, just in the year that I've known you, the amount of amazing things that you've done, even outside of just, like, our podcast and, like, our band, because, I mean, I personally think that those are two great things. (laughs) But, like, you've done so much outside of that, and I'm constantly inspired by you. And when Navy was saying, she's like, oh, I have a friend who just, like, is such a good writer, and it's, like, disgusting. I'm like, how are you this good? In my head, I was like, that's Sasha. No. Like, that is literally Sasha. That you're too nice to me. So you are my woman of the week. Stop. I might cry. This is <laughs> I'm all flustered now. I don't know what to say. Well, thank you. I love you. Of course. That's so nice. I was. I it's actually you. funny also because I was looking for women of the week and I was like, maybe I should do an I've been, I've thought that like every week since we started. I'm like, because I'm like, one of these days I'm going to do a neek. But like I just like when. So you'll just have to wait. You'll just have to wait. I'll have a whole <laughs> speech prepared. That's oh so God. cute. Okay. My woman of the week is Janelle Monet. And I mean, Anique is my woman of the week every week, but we'll do that another <laughs> time. <laughs> it's Janelle Monet. We were talking to um, Janine last week about wearing many hats. And that mm-hmm. just got me thinking, like, Janelle Monet is a musician, like a very, very amazing musician. And mm-hmm. an actress, and has done some kind of advocacy advocacy stuff. And so I was thinking about her wearing many hats. And then I also just love her. I love every yeah. movie she's ever been in. I love her music. Her um, album "Dirty Computer" is like it's a cultural reset. Like not even sorry to say it, it's a cultural reset. That album. I love that phrase. Make me feel that out. Al- it's just great. And apparently, she's amazing live. Yeah, I saw, like, two years ago her Grammy performance or something for Make Me Feel Mm -hmm. was incredible. Like, she just seems like a very artistic person, 
and mm-hmm. that comes through. Like she does everything her own way and it's just very like energetic and passionate and artsy and cool. And yeah, mm-hmm. Gina Monet, love her. Okay, if you liked what you heard in this episode and you're listening on Spotify, you can follow us. If you're listening on iTunes, you can follow us and leave a five-star review and rating and follow it. Yep, type. (laughs) And if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can like it and follow the page and you can repost it. And any of these places, you can send it to your friends, which would be awesome if you like it. And you have musician friends, go ahead and do that. (laughs) Send it to them. If you want to stay up to date with everything happening with us and just with our podcast, mm-hmm. you can follow us on Instagram at Songwriting Saves the World or whoop, whoop. on Twitter at Song Saves World. Song Saves World. Or new one, Facebook. Facebook. You can like our page at Songwriting Saves the World. At Songwriting Saves the World. And if you really, really liked what you heard. Like you love it. Like you love it. You can support us on Patreon. You can become one of our patrons and for $4 a month, you get a Songwriting Saves the World laptop sticker. They're very cute. And extra mm-hmm. content from us, including special messages from the guests, album reviews, song critiques from things listeners send in. And yeah, just loads of extra content. So if you really, really loved what you heard, you can do that. And we appreciate it so much. See you guys next week. Thanks for tuning Thanks in. Thanks for tuning in. Even in the dark, I see your face.